This is Kate Breton with Rebirth, a podcast about women changing lives by living their own. Hi, this is Kate Breton with Rebirth, and today we have a really fun chat with Amy Spicer. Hi, Amy. Hi. Um, Amy is well, all the things, but some of the definitions or some of the spaces she occupies in this current world is a pharmaceutical sales rep, a science educator, steward of the yoga studio called Yoga Love in Yardley, Pennsylvania, and a mother of a beautiful person. Yeah, 16 year old boy. His That's name is crazy. Austin. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's right? huge. He's huge. 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 You've created a whole universe, and here he is walking in front of you. So here we are today talking about you. How's that feel? Nerve-wracking. Right? And and I feel like that's pretty boring for everyone else. (laughs) I assure you it's not. I assure you it's not. And we were talking about how, just before, um, so we're here with Lighthouse um, Family Media, and Joe uh, Longo got us going today, and we were just talking about um, how many women are educating or being or wanting to have a conversation but they're doing it with a lot of rage yeah just to get out the gate with what we were talking about yeah I I mean I'm so I don't see it more in the corporate world I don't see rage in women in the corporate world because I don't think they have the ability Mm -hmm. or the permission yet to get loud about Mm -hmm. equality Mm-hmm. and not have repercussions behind that. Right. But in the yoga world, I see a lot of rage. That's a really good distinction. I would say in the corporate world, I would see ice and cold, like a frigidity yeah. to expressing yourself. Yes. And then in the yoga world, it's on... I don't know how And maybe it's just that. working itself out because political correctness is one is very solid in corporate world. Right. And people are trying to find their authentic self, you know, in this yoga world. Mm-hmm. But because there's been so much suppression, maybe, maybe so much is coming out and it's coming out as rage until we reach an equilibrium. I, I am not sure, but we started talking about this because I think you supporting women, you're doing it in such a feminine, beautiful way. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And you've always done it. And I love that you found your platform. You know, it's interesting it for you to way. say that I've always done it because mm-hmm. I actually feel like possessing the feminine has been something that I've had to work towards. And so people see like, yeah, I know. I was like a tree climbing, you know, like totally cool. But like as a kid, I was like reading books, climbing trees. I was like, please don't put me in a dress. I mean, I was good with it. But my mom was like, you always had black and blue marks on your shins. Because as soon as it was like the event was done, I was out on my bike. Like I wanted to get going. And I think, and I would tell my clients this, that like I made the choice of like, you either choose to be like, I don't need anyone's help or please help me with everything. Okay. And I chose like, I don't need anyone's help, you know? And then the more I got into body work and learning whatever that is that you learn when you start to hear people's stories and you start to, I think maybe, look at this, you got me talking. And maybe when you start, you like, or when you're in the earlier years of your life, you're just going, you know? And then at some point you're like, well, who am I? Which is a different conversation. Like like you kind of are raised to be somebody and then you choose to be somebody. And I think when I started to unpack who that was and what our choices were, I think, the feminine was like, you should try and maybe pick me up and see how it feels to inhabit 
both. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think it comes at a perfect time. So thank you for <laughs> <laughs> thank you for deciding <clears throat> to connect to that now. It helps to balance out the women that had probably experienced a lot of trauma, which is probably the cause of their rage. Look, yeah, <laughs> you're great. You're a great teacher. <laughs> which is She's like... here with me. She's here with me. So let's talk about you and the yoga stewardship and, mm-hmm. and what yoga love is and how it got its name and what you guys do up there. Right. So I actually bought it six years ago. Uh, at the beginning of February. So in a few weeks, it will be six years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. And when I bought it, just as all humans intend to do one thing and, you know, God laughs, my entire life dramatically changed shortly after it. So I had this idea of just being a full-time yoga teacher and meditation teacher and holding space for so many people to find, you know peace mm-hmm. in the middle of the chaos but uh sh- shortly after i bought it so it was february my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes then the following so i bought it in february and then october he got very sick and that identity of being this peaceful yoga person went right out the window because oh, i got wow. completely lost like my heart broke for him watch me even cry it was the identity of being a happy mom went out the window. The identity of him ever being truly healthy went out, in my opinion, went mm-hmm. out the window. Um, my, I, my ability to sleep went out the window. It was very interesting to watch in the blink of an eye everything go away. So I had this idea of actually leaving pharma Um to you know serve others but then have i'm very dependent upon my job because pharma keeps my son alive he's on these um he's on an insulin pump and he's on a cgm or a continuous glucose meter and pharma saves his life literally on a monthly basis without a doubt saves his life but my idea of happiness and yoga love and momhood and everything switched and I in my opinion became the highest functioning alcoholic you could ever imagine mm-hmm. um I was so sad I was so sad and meanwhile this isn't even happening to me it wasn't my body it was just my love my love hurt like my whole my I was broken I hurt for him I hurt that this little boy was trying to figure out how he was allowed to eat and why he's passing out and like all kinds of stuff. And I just drank every day. And then on the weekends or whatever, Mm when I'd be in front of these people trying to talk about peace or whatever, I was so fake. I was fake. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone saw it. And I'm my fake, happy Amy that I, when I get nervous, that uh-huh. person comes out. Or when I want someone to be comfortable, that person will come out. And it, this experience has been the greatest thing that has ever happened to me personally on my journey as a corporate woman, shifted my perspective of my appreciation for pharma. Completely. Absolutely. It shifted my appreciation for 
I'm so blessed that I am able to have a, a full-time job and I have health insurance, which there's so many people with who type don't. one who don't. Yeah. Um, it's also shifted my ability to understand what yoga love was for. And it had, it is a God thing. It had nothing to do with who quote unquote owns that place. Sure. I, like you called it a stored hold space. I hold mm -hmm. space for people to uh, feel safe in a room to eventually be able to feel like they don't have to be fake anymore. That they can come to the realization like, oh my gosh, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Or, oh my gosh, I am in a horrible marriage. Or, oh my gosh, I am dependent upon anti-anxiety pills and numbing out because I feel so disconnected. And it took a good year. A good year for me to like poke my head out of the ground and say, um, to recognize how sad how sad I was and slowly that space held space for me to mm -hmm. step into my own light my as one of my teachers Ma Ananda Srimati says I underwent in that in about a two-year time span a complete dismantling and in that was this unbelievable freedom it was the most painful, beautiful experience ever. Cause I now recognize as a mom for me, and I see so many moms do this, that we have these kids and then we want these kids to be some kind of projection of what we could never be. So we want them right. to be perfect and be the smartest and be the most popular, be whatever. Mm -hmm. And in <clears throat> me having to let go that of, um, I can't control my son's health right like I couldn't stop this coming that I truly am just this vehicle for his consciousness to emerge he needed a vehicle to be born and I hold space for him yeah and in doing that and in shifting from being a mom and let me have dinner and make sure you get A's and clean your room and all that crap I've recognized that I birthed my best friend who we have had to been on this journey so many times <laughs> together I am just going to share joy with him while he is here. Right. And when he's not, he, that'll be a different journey. How beautifully stated. Um, Has nothing to do with me. You know, when um, our son is only 15 months old, but there, one thing I realized was, it, the, in the physiology of it, it takes like nine months for your body to come back together. <laughs> right? No one talks about that. It's all hashtag or 16 weeks. years. Well, <laughs> true. Or, or never, right? Like something's totally different. But I'm a very type A goal achiever in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, you know, everyone talks about six weeks out. And then, and I had, um, his name is Dr. Ohm. Yeah. yeah, he's a chiropractor. <laughs> he's special. And he explained to me that, you know, when you're pregnant, you can start to feel when you're like, oh, my bones are like, you can feel when you start to no longer be connected, right? You're like, oh, yeah. your pelvis is large. And then everyone tells you all these things before the baby comes. And then after, it's just like, oh, six weeks, you're good. And then, you know, which none of that's true. Six weeks. Right. So what he explained to me was that it takes six to nine months for the prolactin production to, to start to taper out. 
And he said, so it's a tremendous window to remove trauma because you're not knitted back together. And nature knows that. Nature knows you know, that you've birthed a person. And so it's a window most people want to jump past, but it's actually a place. And that's all I needed to hear was like, don't rush this moment. Like it was a part of my dismantling of conventional wisdom of what it was to come back together. And I, as you slowly start to knit back together, I was like, oh, I, and I, I know this might be crazy for some people, but like I was being occupied. Like you don't just birth a body, you become you bones separate because you're occupied by a divinity that is birthing this person into the world. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, you're good. Good luck with the diapers. We're leaving now. You know, like, and then it's like, you're then you have to figure it out. You're not done, but your body, you kind of like get spit out and you're like, now I'm a singular entity again. Like that, that tech support's not staying for forever. You know, like you're in between worlds and some people will say, oh, it's the oxytocin. No, it's this. And I'm like, yes. And, and then you can fill that and in for whatever, so I, whatever fits your belief structure, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's not just bones and nails and, and, and hair that, that you're creating or that is being formed. It's consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't really feel like I have a response to what you said because the universe that you went through, you know, the subtlety of picking up a choice of owning well maybe maybe that's an okay word to say that one you bought the yoga studio and what that contract and journey was perfectly situated for you know who's to say that holding that space it sounds like having um responsibility to yoga love kind of helped you reflect upon yourself right like when you were saying you know i was fake amy but a lot of people will stay in that falsity for the rest of their lives takes a lot of courage and we all do it like or we all get dropped into a place that we're is difficult and is we make choices and then we make other choices you know so I um to digest what you've just said uh I think that it through my own personal realizations has helped set that whole it's helped to liberate that whole space in general uh, because it holds it in authenticity. I have a full-time job. I don't need to make money from yoga love. So I don't have any attachment to whether or not classes are packed or so teachers are so popular. Why do you, so if people are listening, like, well, yeah. then why do you have it? Right. In a, in a culture right. right now that everything is right. kind of like, well, if you're making 10%, let next year we need to make 32% or, you know, or even 17. So why do you keep it? It's mm, a really great question. I, I keep it for the sacred divinity that it saved my life twice when I first found yoga, you know, there's always stories behind that, but I was deeply suffering and I went through, you know, a teacher training, uh, there and my life uprooted. Like I shed a a family that I was cultivating. I shed my own health issues. Like so much has changed. I hold it because everyone is me and I am everyone so everyone at some point if they're lucky enough will have the opportunity to dismantle and if everyone is lucky enough they'll have a really space like safe space to do it in and um 
and I have their back, so I hold it. I hold it for the dismantling. Because peace doesn't peace doesn't happen. Without, that's absolutely true. Without that, so. And for those of you that might be listening to this, that maybe are not in an easy distance to, to Yardley, I can absolutely say that when you walk into Yoga Love and other people, you can feel the difference. Thank you, you can hundred percent feel the difference. I mean, you definitely held the space. Um, for me to teach there. And I was like, this is fantastic. I was like, I want to do everything at Yoga Love. Everyone who goes to Yoga Love wants to do everything at Yoga Love because I feel like in current world, it's, it's hard to stay the path, right? Let's say it gently. Like you have a lot of temptations in this world when you find something true to make it more profitable, more this, the world will very quickly, you know, tell you you should market it a different way. And so when people find something that's held for the sake of it being held, whether you're a really good plumber or you're holding a yoga studio or, you know, you're a babysitter, like, but I'm really fascinated by in a world that is really dehydrated, when you find people that are committed to anything, there's a hydration there. And yoga love has that hydration. And I know for some people that might be language, but you can feel a, a literal building that a commitment has been created in, and you can feel a building that is contractual. Thank you for the compliment. I did not set out to do that. Well, of you course know? not. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I think, you know, well, yeah. It's just as happy. And there is this unspoken contract between myself and then souls like you that offer there that they understand. I am not highly organized. I am not the way your brain doesn't operate that way. My brain just, we just, listen, I'm lucky I shower. (laughs) So people understand, like my website um, it, it may take me a while to get things organized and I am horrible at advertising and the social media thing makes me want to just <laughs> so bad, but I see the need for all of it and I elect to, um, exist on word of mouth. You know, I think mm-hmm. the right people mm-hmm. when they walk in the door, will know they found the space for them for their dismantling and especially for women I I want them or and men you know I want them all to be able to walk in the door and say okay I've done this part of my life I was this identity for so long and it's exhausting and when I walk in the door I am not enjoying my days and there is a fear behind recognizing your active role, your active role in how much you just don't enjoy your days, but how much you are just afraid to, to change. And, Absolutely. And it's those people. I want to hold space for those people. I don't really, it doesn't matter what your asana looks like to me. It doesn't matter if you chant. It doesn't matter if you're great at not meditating. I will hold space for you to figure out that you are you know the functioning alcoholic or you are the depressed mother or you are or just terrified of life terrified of life yeah there's a lot of um i would say there's anxiety is the word that's often used but i would say there's just a lot of you know sometimes it's fear but sometimes it's like this it whether it shows is 
red hot or frozen there's like a terror there's yeah. not a lot of support right now in modern day world to for the natural evolution and i love your word dismantling like people are we're, we're being told to stay away from that but that's where the juice is not immediately you know it's not instant and it right. comes after a lot of face planting and, and excavation and a lot of un- uncomfortability yeah it requires uh forceful removing of stability in your life it's true it does it's really it remi- well, it's really well said yeah it, yeah it rem- because if it was left up to me to have that dismantling oh hell no <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to live in this Maya, this illusion that I'm going to keep pretending. I'm going to keep smiling. I never would have elected for any of that to happen. And if I had to change one second of it, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. All of it. it is. So let me ask you a question. Like in a very practical, it doesn't mean that your answer would be somebody else's experience, but sometimes it's just easier to be like tactile about yourself. Like if someone's listening to this, mm-hmm. like how what what would what were the sensations you know what i mean like what was the sensation for change like you don't have to unpack unnecessarily but like what was the moment where the functioning absolutely yeah i get what you're saying it was (laughs) it was the complete moment where i recognized i have zero control of anything and how did that feel to you it meant it was it felt at first like the world was against me Mm -hmm. every um Everyone was out to get, not get me, like I, that I was, victimization is a great word because I, I got sick with a, like a celiac issue and then my guy got divorced and then my son was sick and then I got, I lost my job and like it all happened quickly and, and it, that part doesn't matter. No, but it's good for someone to hear that, right? right. It yeah. was one thing after another right. after another, and it just came. It just kept coming. Mm-hmm. And it was then th- that I recognized I have no control over any of this. I can participate right. in mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. but to those of you that are listening that may be in a part of your life where you just think nothing is going your way, it's because the entire universe is conspiring for you to go in a different direction completely. So yes, you're gonna have all this stuff in your face because the path you're on is not for your highest vibration or your highest connection to self-source. And there was a mystic in the Philadelphia community that just transitioned, and he used to say, his name is Julian Canuso, mm. and he would say, there's no more cheese down that tunnel, honey. <laughs> and I just no thought, cheese. that was it. You know there's what I mean? No like, cheese. like you'll be fine, yeah. and then it's not. And it's like, so so you, are, you know, it's hard for people to hear what you're, it could be either incredibly resonant or... <clears throat> Absolutely not. Exactly. Right. And it's the same thing. Because it's a, and it's so interesting the contrasts that are coming up when I'm talking to you. It's either ice or heat. It's either I completely can hear you, or that's not me. And it, but the reality is, is, is all of us. Like your dismantling will come. Oh, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yes. If you're lucky. It's the invitation. That's true. If if you're lucky, you'll see it as a dismantling and take it. For one, we're all strong enough to. To be okay. Mm-hmm. And my recognition 
of fear mm-hmm. is directly related to my faith in myself. I no longer have mad amount of fear because I now know I will be fine. Mm. Fear goes away whenever you recognize that you have you. I have me. I have my back. So bring it on. I have me. People are afraid when they don't trust themselves. I trust me completely. Right? And and that I trust me. Like I always trust I will be fine in my corporate life. I trust that I will always be fine as um as um whole like walking Austin down his aging process. I will always be fine as you know whether or not I have yoga love or my identity as a practitioner and how do you balance all of those things you had mentioned that like some people say how do you do all the things that you do because you you have a full-time job none of it happened none of it do because I'm once again I'm not in control of any of it so what does that mean okay how do I balance all of it? I know mm-hmm. I have to do certain things, obviously, for my corporate job. I know I have to do things uh, for my Austin, and I have to do things for uh, the studio. How I do it all is I remember mm-hmm. the joy. If I'm not, if you find the joy in all of it, mm-hmm. your lot, day it's a lot less heavy. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's no longer oh, I it's no longer I have a to do list. Mm-hmm. It's all of this. Oh, I'm going to go on a journey today. Really? Uh-huh. I believe that knowing you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell is this day going to be like? I, I no longer feel busy. Although some people may see that your hours are, a lot of them are occupied. Is that a fair way to say it? Yeah, but if if they weren't occupied, everyone's hours are occupied. Mm-hmm. But I just want people to hear that it's not that you're not doing. Oh yes, yeah, so no, not, I work. Yeah, yeah, like I work. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, a lot. Yeah. Oh, my dad used to say, "This gentleman is amazing. Uh, amazing. He owned many, many, many businesses, and he always his time was always quote unquote occupied. And he said, oh my, I never worked a day in your life.'" If you love what you do, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. My teacher said the same thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's so true. And until my dismantling, until I truly gained respe- respect, the respect that I have now for the, uh, the role pharma plays in mm-hmm. my life, mm-hmm. the role Austin plays in my life and yoga love, until I truly had respect for that, I worked. Right. Now I see it all and I, uh. I don't work anymore. <laughs> and you, um, you changed how you hold training at Yoga Love. I do. I did. I did that out of. Um, I did that actually out of the fact that I I always look for truly authentic teachers, mm-hmm. teachers that give assists, teachers that speak in Sanskrit, teachers that know the poses in Sanskrit and they know their mantras and they teach meditation and they teach all the pranayamas and they teach the limbs actually and when I was looking for subs and I would 
have people come in, usually the first words out of their mouth was, oh, here, I did my teacher training here, but I don't know anything. I don't feel comfortable. I don't, and it hit me just through talking to them how fast trainings go. It's a lot of information. Fast. And, yeah, it's a lot of information, but your ability to absorb mm -hmm. kind of stops whenever you have a life shift because it's such a huge momentous part it's in your really time. True. So, but your training doesn't stop. Right. You, so you're still required to learn all that, yet you've had epiphanies. Mm -hmm. And so there's only so much you can absorb. That's really well and, put. Right, and there's... And it has, it has nothing to do with the training programs per se. Mm -hmm. Some of them are questionable. That's true. But, so. <clears throat> but that would be true in any industry. Some are questionable and some aren't. Yeah. So, yeah, I changed it because I see how vital it was for me of an experience. And I, I want everyone to be able to truly embody the teaching. I'm going to back you up and for then, a second. Yeah. What do you mean you saw how vital it was for you as an experience? Oh, okay. It shifted the way I saw everything. And that's that cliche. And as soon as the way you see everything shifts, everything so what you see shifts. So what, how did you know? I understand that. But like, how did you know that apprenticeship was the way to go? Did you have an apprenticeship? Right. right. Actually, my greatest shifts was after I did my 200 hour, I started working with... Um, Jordana Rock Garden, who now goes by Giovanni. I did a 100-hour apprenticeship with her. And her teachings mm -hmm. were one-on-one, -on -one and she held me so accountable to everything. And I specifically remember after one class in which I was allowed to teach, co-teach with her because she just wanted to see how I did, mm -hmm. at the end of the class she sat down and was asking me questions and held me accountable I started crying it don't it doesn't matter what we were talking about no I understand but she was holding me accountable to what I just offered mm -hmm. and she was like do you understand you're offering yoga and it hit me mm -hmm. I wasn't offering a fitness class I wasn't mm -hmm. offering mm -hmm. a workout or whatever sweating experience mm -hmm. I was offering something sacred in mm -hmm. her eyes and I needed to step up and that one teacher was so pivotal to me and then I have been lucky to find other teachers that that have looked at me with the toughest love well said tough love is as one of my other teachers just said uh, last week tough love is the best kind of love um, so now I meet with people one-on-one -on -one and I hold them accountable and I <clears throat> and you can't fake it no you can't you fake can't it. hide behind other people in your class and you can't hide with other people's ideas when I ask you what something means or how you're embodying it or how your practice went I can feel when you're faking it well right. go try it again you're not right. ready we'll meet again when you're ready and that that is where growth happens like yes. I feel that a lot of people will say well I can purchase this but you're you're left empty because you can't purchase um, true service. You have to go inside of yourself and be grown to whatever you're offering. And it doesn't matter what right. you're offering. This is just as applicable for an engineer that's designing buildings that people are going to be right. inhabiting right. as it is for teaching a yoga pose. And I feel like when you go through a training that does that only does transaction and not alchemy, then you leave and you're like, but I'm supposed to be an expert because I, ha I bought it. 
and oh, the paper right. says that I'm a yoga teacher. Saying, yes. <clears throat> and and then who wants to admit they don't know what they're doing because the student will then feel like either they have to posture or that they missed, you know what I mean? Like everyone right. else graduated. So I think it's really crucial what you're offering and that across our society, we actually need more of that because there's like a consumption rule, but there's no, nobody cares about digestion anymore. That was well put. That was well said. Absolutely. I, um, I'm not doing, it's definitely not efficient. (laughs) 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 And it's more expensive. Of course it is. For, uh, for everyone. Teacher trainings almost cost double. Well, wouldn't it have to? Yeah. So, I mean, doing how I'm doing it for those of you that are out there mm-hmm. is usually a private, like I only, I, I charge $70 for one-on-one, but to, for teacher training, it's 30 bucks an hour. It's pay as you go. So you don't pay up front. So anytime you want to back out of your journey, oh, fine. Wow. I keep a record of our, all of our hours. Anytime I am not having you pay for this because when you are ready to not be a teacher, you should, ha- you should recognize that in your journey and back out and you lost nothing and you paid for everything that you've gained. So yeah. I love this. Thank you. I love what you're doing. Thank you. So it is definitely more expensive, but you aren't going to be the same person at the end of it. And I will not let you rush. You can't, you can't rush. Financially more expensive. But it's not, actually. No, because you don't have this big lump sum. So if I know, like, for a fact, uh, so next week, uh, a new person is starting with me, and uh, day one, we meet for three hours, and then a few days later, we meet for three hours. So he knows this is what I owe each time. But it depends on what, I mean, I don't want to go too esoteric. Like, we do need to pay our bills, and, and there is the financial responsibility. But what I think that what I'm hearing about your inviting is the consideration you know, instead of like the financial transaction and then this expectation, like I, I've hired you to be my teacher. So therefore I will sit here and everything I need will be, will fill my cup. Like I've had people say, well, can't you just do a nine month training? And I'm like, but I'm still learning, (laughs) but you don't, you think I'm bullshitting you. Sorry for the swearing when I tell you that, but that's what you're attracted to is that it's a lifelong commitment for me. Yeah. So there has to be uh, factual training and parameters, and I understand, you know, I, you don't have to do things without uh, a container. But I think we need to invite back into the modern conversation that there is not this quantitative analysis for everything. Some things are just contracts that you don't li- understand linearly. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you're offering that, but you're actually offering it in a very accessible way. Yes. Thank you. In, yar- <laughs> in Yardley, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so helpful for the little the little things um are you a yoga teacher technically okay but you remember the experience so i have i have a wrong-winded answer for no reason okay go ahead sorry (laughs) i have one student being able to just have one teacher like i have a student who will skype me you know how joe's on his ipad back there he'll he'll skype me i'll put it in the room and he'll practice so i can be at my house he can be at his house oh. and he'll practice teaching to me and i can so you know because his life is busy he has a child and he's a single dad and you know you know works up in northern jersey somewhere sure. and drives to come and meet with me so it's convenient to 
not all of it has to be face to face. Why can't we Skype Mm -hmm. and you practice teaching me through some sorry and I'm a scar teach me through cueing or and then you can go because if you just want to work for 30 minutes a day on cueing fine great I'll work for 30 minutes a day but it's not going to have to require you to drive an hour and a half it's not going to have me required to drive I just am trying to make growth more accessible you're taking the old school style of teaching and you're modernizing it I yeah think I said that word correctly modernizing it <laughs> I just feel like it's important you're to the use correct words <laughs> I don't know. I make words up all the time. <laughs> Somebody I, had to make them up. I, you know what? Words not doesn't exist, but should conversating. Conversating? Yeah, because you're not just having a, you're not just talking. You're conversating. You're having something more in depth. It's still not a word. I like it. Yeah, thanks for supporting me. I feel that. like we should keep it a word though. Uh, Conver- right? Conversating. I'm conversating. I'm conversating with Amy on the podcast. I mean, podcast wasn't a word, but a couple years ago, why can't conversating make it? Bling is in the dictionary and conversating is not. Miriam, yeah, it's an official whatever. So people can find you in a regular class. I mean, I Mm -hmm. I kind of went past that. They could actually just go take a yoga class with you. Yeah. That you're still accessible like that, which is Saturdays, Monday nights and Saturdays. I still teach public classes. And then anytime I sub a lot, but yeah, I think. I think I do. I think I do better for the people who are ready to dismantle. That is a beautiful invitation. Have yep. you? Is there a? Re, are you? Do you lead retreats? I want to lead retreats. Oh, good. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Why would you like to lead a retreat? I would love to lead a retreat. I just started sweating in my arm. I think that was a great idea. We had a dog bark. That's normally a great sign for me. People look for really fancy things. I look for my dogs barking. Okay, so So let's read a retreat. Yeah, the retreats I want to kind of lead also are keeping in mind retreats are beautiful, but they're also expensive. And most of us have children and retreats should not take away from the family vacation budget. That's right. So... I don't. I know I can't go on retreats and take away from the family <laughs> vacation budget. I'll get stoned in my sleep. Yep. I think. I think the reason I ask is that there is a. Um, the more I'm witnessing, the other thing is like in making it that something that is in- integratable when you get home. It's beautiful to go away, and a lot of us need to be in a different space from right. our thought patterns. I think that's actually really important to like you know kind of see potentiality like you go to even sometimes as a mom of a toddler like sometimes i'm like let's just go to a restaurant i haven't been to before i just need something like that's a new infusion you know and so like we need that in our lives absolutely but it also i'm not interested in something that's taking me four hours away from my son like i want to get infused and inspired at a time that's easy for him so that i can go back into my life Mm -hmm. and maintain that full cupness you know what i mean like i've kind of cracked the code on that right now so i think retreats are becoming a place to like I think the world has become, I mean, it's not all about women, but I am intrigued by that right now because I am one. That's that's right. the body that I'm in and I'm deeply in new motherhood, which kind of really calls to the carpet or question or whatever metaphor you want, what, what that is, how you want to inhabit mother. Mm-hmm. And I used to ask some of my clients like about their birth before I had one and women would start crying. And I had no idea that there's so much held in there maybe not being treated kindly during the process and that how that becomes compounded as you just keep going. And 
So having places where that cup can be refilled, you know, doesn't have to necessarily be about that, whether you have a small person or not, you're inhabiting that role of creation because your body's designed that way. So it doesn't matter if you birth it for um, a studio, a book, or a business. And I think the world is having people move so fast that to get into a container for, for women or people to know that like-minded others are um, at once dehydrated but also life-giving you know mm. like when you get around others you can kind of be filled by that anyway i was gonna say people should go to your retreat but i don't you know maybe we need to plan one like a mini one how about that i would love to do that just like a even like even a, like one a day. friday night mm. yeah friday night even just a saturday mm-hmm. and then just go home i definitely know it for a fact it has to be in earthy woodsy earthy just take our shoes off be in the be in the dirt get a little dirty people are missing that i mean people are deeply the concrete covers so much i just want to see the sky too yeah it's hard on the system maybe we could do one around the full moon i'm such a moony (laughs) you know and i've also been um tracking cycle with the moon new full and quarter there's so much information there. I mean, we could talk for forever. Maybe we'll just have to have you back. But I, I, I so enjoy being in your presence. And maybe we'll make I an announcement enjoy. about a retreat because that would be fun. And even honor. Thank Ditto. you. <laughs> Ditto. And so, Yoga Love, let's do the social media thing where if someone enjoyed oh. listening, just, just where, well, it's yes. okay for people to find you. So if somebody was like, I'd like to see this person I, I'm only hearing, they haven't seen your smile and know where mm. you are. <laughs> so on Instagram, they find you where? At Yoga Love Studio. And is Yoga Love Studio also the website? Our website is um, our slogan, and it is Live Yoga, Love Life. LiveYogaLoveLife.com. Yep. That's where they can find you. Yep. Live, yeah. Yes. LiveYogaLoveLife.com. I did not come up with that slogan, but it's perfect. (laughs) It's been awesome having you here today. It's 